Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnick. Each episode, we start with a question and we see where it takes us. This week's question is, is now the time to reflect? So we're recording this as we approach the end of 2021. So it's this sort of natural year end thing that we think about doing. And, and Paul and I were talking about that there are times to do that, that may be, you know, routine, calendar, habitual things, but also that there are times when it actually isn't useful, no matter what the calendar says. And, and looking at recognizing that reflection, while it's super valuable, and we do recommend it as a general practice, that it does take time and energy and it does take resources. And there are times when it's super useful and there are times when it's actually not all that useful. So Paul, maybe you wanna talk about where you are at this moment and then we can go another direction. Yeah, well, see, you alluded to the fact that uh, oftentimes, you know, there's sort of a natural cadence dictated by some something in the calendar, in the schedule, in the, uh, in the whatever it is that sort of organizes our work that sort of indicates now would be a good time. And I think we we are we think about those a lot, right? Hey, the end of the week, right? The end of a particular period of time, the end of a year, the end of a month, the end of a, a quarter, like there's sort of a natural feeling about like, oh, now would be a good time to, um, uh, to stop and reflect. Uh, and so I, I think that that is uh, we have a natural tendency to do that. I would say that those are not the only times when it's useful to do. But um, for me, like part of the reason where I'm at, since it is, uh, by the time people are listening to this, it's probably going to be 2021, but it's near the end of, uh, or sorry, 2022. I, I can't keep track of what year we're in anymore um, because I'm close to the end of the year and I've sort of wrapped up the last of the client work that I'm doing. Uh, I have some space and so I have some room to reflect and there's sort of those, it's actually that the work that I'm doing has a natural cadence to it that happens to coincide with the calendar. Uh, and so I think that while the calendar or the clock or any of those things can be useful prompts and cues, I think we do need to be aware of how the work that we're doing, that we're gonna be reflecting on, does or doesn't align with that sort of cadence. Yeah, and and as Paul and I were chatting, you were talking about the your reflection, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I should be doing some of that at year end." And then I thought about where I am in my work cycle and went, "Nope," <laughs> because where I am is having a few months ago decided to make a major shift in kind of my business model and adopting a whole other approach that needs to be built out, and I am still actively building out the thing I decided to try. And so I'm getting lots of intermediate input and responses and little mini reflections are happening. I'm okay, a little more of that and a little less of that and a lot of tweaking. But in terms of, do I wanna take time now to go back and look at numbers and reflect on in a big way, where is this? Not yet, because right now I'm still building the thing I decided to build. And so a major sort of pause and reflect for a while, not so much right now because of where I am in the cycle of the work. Yeah. And, and cycling to, uh, between those two modes is actually really useful. Um, and, and having a useful cycle between the, between the sort of operational and the reflective. Um, there are, we cycle between the 
uh, in the reflective, right, we're often sort of looking at sort of what's happened and sort of making some decisions and planning sort of what's going to come next. And then the operational, we're executing on those plans. Um, I think where we run into trouble is where we, you know, we only ever do one or the other. Uh, <laughs> but, but you don't want to interrupt one with the other. Like you sort of need to let the operational work run its natural course to, to generate enough material for the larger scale reflective to be useful. The thing you were mentioning about how like in the middle of that work, I'm sort of getting these indications uh, that yeah, okay, maybe I don't wanna tweak this or I wanna stay on this line. Like that's useful. You don't want to shut off all sources of input, but you kind of wanna stay in that mode, right? What those signs are telling you is it's good. It's okay to keep working. If I were seeing vastly different things, I might sort of interrupt that cycle and go, hold on, I need to back up and out. And I think that's what we've kind of talked on a number of occasions about before. But what you're seeing right now is, hey, I don't need to stop and do this reflective work because it is actually going the direction. I'm seeing signs that were going the direction that I sort of established and wanted the last time I did that sort of big decision point. This is the way I wanted it to be going. And, and that, so I'm okay. Like it's going to be more useful for me to get a little further down the road before I stop and reflect. And I think the flip side of that would be if I was seeing really strong signs that the thing I'm doing isn't working or if I was getting really stuck. So, you know, when things it's like, okay, I'm in that operational mode and I'm going to get things done. And I'm, you know, thinking I'll, you know, have a good cycle of this done three months from now and I'll plan to pause and reflect. Okay. That's all good. But if in the meantime, I'm just hitting roadblock after roadblock, or I'm feeling really stuck in things, or the indications are, wait, this really, you know, and sometimes it's like you get this gut feeling, something feels not right. And it takes a time of reflection to look back and go, oh, wait, there was this indicator and that indicator and this other indicator. And I, and I sort of ran over all of them because I was in operations mode mm -hmm. and I need to pause and reflect to see it. So I do think there's some sort of instinct and discernment that goes on here of saying, is this the point to let my momentum carry me forward and keep going? Mm -hmm. Because these are the speed bumps that are part of growing and having changed a thing and trying a new thing. Or is there some sort of cumulative, this is harder than it ought to be. I need to stop and look back. Yeah. And actually thinking about that before going into that operational mode is something that I, I actually try to work with a lot of my clients on. Where, where we are, you know, particularly when they're planning something, they're like, or a, a, a strategy shift or kind of is what you were saying, like changing the approach to, to this type of work. Great. What, like before starting, thinking about what are the signs or signals that it is headed the direction we intend and what are the signs or signals that it's not? Um, and pre-deciding, like thinking about that in advance because that way you've sort of got the built-in, like what tells us we need to, you know, pull the cord and go, hold on, this isn't going how we wanted it to go. Because if we start down that road without having, particularly if we're doing this in a group, like it's one thing for, for us to do it individually, but if we're doing it in a group, some people really love the operational mode and some people really love the reflective <laughs> um, and they feel naturally comfortable in one or the other. But so it's very easy to, once we say we're gonna to commit to this path for this period of time, it could be very hard to get out of that unless you have a prearranged agreement. 
we're going to commit to this for this amount of time unless one of these things happens or unless these things become true, at which point we'll, we'll stop and reflect. Um, if we don't think about that ahead of time, it, we can very easily blow past the stop signs uh, in some ways. Yeah, and I think what I'm kind of hearing us say too is that there, there are levels of reflection. Right. Mm -hmm. there, there's the little bit of sort of always keep that piece of your brain open that sort of takes in input that's mm -hmm. coming along and kind of tries to integrate it with what else is going on. And then there's sort of many check-ins that might be cyclical, especially in a group. There might be moments that you pause and check in. And then there are times that we just say, stop, <laughs> everything stop and look back and gather data and think about larger reflective processes that really take us sort of deep into a period of time or a process that we've done or a workflow or even a, a sort of current experience. What's our status quo right now compared to where we want to be? Um, and, and those are different things and really should be triggered by different circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the idea of reflecting on different timescales to different degrees of depth um, and, and having an overlapping set of those practices and habits is really useful. Like one of the things that I do, I, I have a, a, a small practice where at the end of every day in the work notebook that I, I work on, I just have four questions that I answer about the day, right? And then at the end of, the, and so it's things like, you know, what was it, you know, uh, what I want to celebrate from today? What is something that didn't happen today that I wished had, or did happen that I wished hadn't. Um, what's a what's something that I learned today, and what's something that I still have a question about? And so, what I'll do at the end of the week, I'll actually look and see what I wrote, and do patterns start to jump out, and I might spend a little bit more time with it, and and sort of scope up and out. And so, even though I'm not stopping every day to reconsider my business plan <laughs> and look over the last year's worth of data. I'm spending just a little bit of time sort of stopping and reflecting in a way that may affect what I'm going to do tomorrow, right? But it may not be the thing that's going to affect in a large way, you know, something else. I, I find it amusing because when we started to talk about what we wanted to talk about in this episode, we wanted, we said, well, maybe we should talk about like when not to reflect. And of course, now we've just gone into this like, well, no, actually, you kind of do want to be reflecting at least a little bit all the time. It's just that those bigger reflective periods need to be driven more by what, how things are going and what you're doing rather than just, yeah, we always need to stop and reflect on a particular, you know, particular time cadence or something like that. So I feel like what we're pointing to is there are different amounts, different depths, different intensities of reflection. And, you know, the, the low level sort of daily or constant practice of being engaged and being aware of what data is coming in and what it might mean, um, we think is a pretty good idea always. And then, you know, maybe a little slightly deeper dive at certain markers or certain points or in response to certain cues that we may have figured out in advance. These are things that would tell us we should slow down a little. And then some kind of cadence of a deeper dive and whether that's a cadence of when we get to the end of the stage of a project or if we have a calendar year or weekly or some kind of cycle that, that fits with that, that matches with that. That might be, or if just our gut is telling us something's not right, or 
maybe something bigger than our gut is telling us something's not right, something more evident. Um, but when there's just this indicator of, eh, I think I might be missing something. Those are all things that would tell us it's time to take some time out and think about a way to do a deep reflection. The last thing that I'll, I'll add into there, which is sort of all those things that you talked about sort of point at is that there's a there's research that really shows that reflection is about learning, right? It's about what can we learn from what's happened? And we actually, particularly in groups, learn best at the ends of things, at the endings of, the, of, of certain things. Like our brains are sort of queued up to do that reflection and that drawing in and that lessons learned sort of thing. Um, and so finding natural sort of endings, whether that be the ending of a day, the ending of a project, the ending of a, of a chunk, a milestone uh, piece, and then doing the reflection around that is often very, very useful. And also when you get to the end of discovering that your plan was working, <laughs> it's kind of the, the other place there. So, so that's really, uh, I think kind of what we're pointing at is looking for those spots where we're ready to actually learn something from reflecting on our experience. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us today. Until next time, I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. This has been Employing Differences. Mm -hmm.